Good evening. It's 8 o'clock. It's Sunday, August the 14th, 2016. This is the show we call Transmits, and this is show number 40. Welcome, welcome to show number 40. 
Welcome to Transmit. Uh, by now, <laughs> if you are a regular uh, listener, you obviously have uh, a clear indication that uh, this is the 40th show slash one year anniversary of doing uh, Transmit. And here we are. Uh, I am your host, Gummo. I'm a former Black Hat hacker. And this is pretty much life from a hacker's perspective. Who is that hacker? <laughs> Take a guess. Uh, this We are bringing the show to you live from Chicago, Illinois, coming to you from about a thousand feet off the ground here in the world-famous Loop. We're on the 71st floor of the Aeon building, the Aeon Center. It's that big, white, tall building in the middle of the Chicago Loop. It's the square building. Uh, it's actually classified as a super tall building. And that's where we're coming to you from. Uh, this is the 40th show. We are all happy. We have made significant inroads in getting the show put together, technology setbacks. Uh, tried some new things, tried some old things, tried some things that uh, never have been done before, and uh, we're, we're still feeling our way through it. And uh, we, we hope to continue learning and improving, of course, with your feedback. And we hope uh, we are able to make this show slash podcast something that you find useful and uh entertaining along the way as well uh so yeah it's been it's been really cool uh doing this for a year now i of course have uh before doing this uh show i had zero experience uh doing any sort of podcast uh or blog i never blogged either uh but here i am uh one year later with uh 40 shows under uh, my belt, and uh, I'm having a great time doing it. And thank uh, you know, where do I go? We have a jam packed show tonight full of all kinds of interesting topics, stuff. We're going to reach into the mailbag tonight, reply to some uh, mail from you, the listener, and we're going to talk about the latest news. We're going to talk about a couple gadgets and uh, whatever else comes to mind. You know, over the past year, uh, it, it has certainly been a learning experience. And along the way, we've tried uh, live call-ins. We, we had uh, some call-in guests. And we, we, tried a, we, we tried a couple things because we really had... Uh, no roadmap to go. Uh, it's not like um, you know this this whole thing was planned and set up. Uh, the reason uh, basically uh, for the show was the fact that um, I used to, you know, as a uh, kid growing up, I used to listen to a show here and there. Uh, and one of those shows are still on the air after all of these years. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it got to the point, I felt, uh, where I wasn't, 
I wasn't getting the information that I thought uh, was cool. You know, like a coolness factor used to uh, envelope some of the, you know, those two shows that I mentioned. Uh, and while they're still cool, uh, it, it, maybe it's me getting older and uh, wanting to keep the wanting to keep what I thought was cool alive or whatever. Uh, but I and and adding to that, there are you know this day and age there are hundreds of thousands of radio shows and podcasts out there, um, and so me being. Uh, a hacker, you know, I, I tried to, you, you know, you've got to wade through all of this stuff and, you know, maybe you find five minutes of content on one podcast, cool, and then another one, uh, you know, another five minutes here and there. So it's sort of all like chopped up uh, and slipstreamed in together. And so I, I just, you know, about uh, two years ago, I was, I was just like, man, you know, wow, uh, you know what happened and so uh you know I, I kind of answered my own thoughts and said well you know why don't i just put something together myself and not only will um i have the information out there uh for myself but uh, i'm also sharing that information with other people and that those other people would be you the listener and so um you know long story short uh, as they always say, uh, what do they always say, Crash? If you, if you can't, uh, if you want, if you want something, if you want something done right, you just need to do it yourself. And so that's how I feel. And that's what brought me here to this, uh, new chapter in my life. Uh, and so this is, this is what we're doing. Uh, and it's it's been a it's been a pretty cool year. Uh, we have we've had some great feedback. Uh, we'll drop some analytics on you. Uh, we we have currently we have over eighty thousand uh, downloads a week, and it's growing. Uh, we have uh, quite. We, let's see, we have about uh, one hundred fifty thousand unique visitors to the website each month and growing and the show is syndicated on many different platforms and growing and we're getting um, a lot of knowledge and having a lot of fun doing it along the way and so uh, wow it's been an interesting first year doing this show and um me sitting here speaking to you, I have uh, had a great time, and I I uh, look forward to another year and many more years on top of that of doing the show. Uh, and again, thank you to everyone who contributes and volunteers and donates their time to the show. I am certainly humbled by the amazing amount of talent that we have all collectively assigned ourselves to uh, to bring this show to you. Uh, we are also broadcasting in Europe, and uh, we are now sitting at 22 cities in Europe. 
so yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of happy about the whole thing. Uh, I of course have my uh, compadre sidekick slash uh, technical wizard DJ producer and whatever other title that you want to roll into it. Crash uh, here in the studio with me. Uh, we have Angela. Uh, we have Mark, Mike, Dave L. And a few other guests that we were uh, fortunate to have here in the studio tonight. And so, yeah, that's uh, that's the that's what's going on behind the scenes uh, here here at the show. And uh, we are looking uh, forward to bringing you more exciting topics and fun things along the way. So, all right, I've I've, I've, I've spent enough time accolading myself so uh let's let's get on with the show shall we uh normally what we do is we start the show off with a little bit of news and it certainly has been there certainly has been no uh delay in that this past week uh you know the past few weeks uh have been uh for me we've been traveling from coast to coast we've been uh, flying around. Uh, last week we were at DEFCON in Las Vegas. Uh, hence the reason there was no show 40 last week. Otherwise, uh, we would have had that show. We would have had this show done last week. Uh, so we've, we've been traveling traveling around a lot to uh, most uh, of the IT sec conferences. Now, yeah, there's there's an IT sec conference every other day now. It seems. But uh, every two years, I seem to come out of the, uh, come out of my shell and do the whole uh, round the world in uh, ten days sort of deal, and so that that certainly has been the case this summer. Uh, we we uh, spent some time out in New York at the twenty six hundred event. Hope hackers on planet Earth had a great time there, and uh, check out the Twitter feed. And where we took uh, many photos and videos and uh, sort of narrated that trip. Had a good time with Crash and Brother Sand. We took a road trip out there. That was fun. But listen to uh, show 38 or 39. I can't remember now. Uh, and also we were, we were able to get out to Las Vegas last week. For DEFCON, the world's largest hacking hacker convention gathering. And that was fun. Uh, we flew out of uh, Schaumburg here in Chicago. Schaumburg is a suburb of Chicago. Uh, and again, thanks to Blue Star Jets for the luxurious accommodations uh, and getting us out to Las Vegas and back in one piece. Uh, and so we flew out to Vegas, had a great time. We got to the Bally's Tower. Uh, as soon as we checked in, uh, there was um, <laughs> there was this there was a party going on, and uh, boy, it it nothing out there in Vegas ever uh, disappoints. So uh, caught up with caught up with some uh, old friends. Uh, caught up with a few people that uh, I caught up with in New York and uh, had a great time. Uh, it was very educational. Uh, learned uh, a few things. 
along the way. And, and again, I uh, got to spend a little time and see some old uh, friends. And uh, it, it's, it always is a uh, good thing to um, get out there and socialize uh, with other hackers out there. I really enjoy it. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that I really enjoy it are uh, is the new generation of hackers, the the younger hackers, um, you know, all from from the teenagers uh, all the way, you know, to to my age, basically. But, you know, the younger hackers, the this brand new generation of hackers. Uh, man, wow. Uh, very, you know, the young people. The young people uh, of today, and I'm speaking in, a, uh, you know, towards uh, the younger hackers, uh, certainly do not uh, do not even uh, come close to uh, our generation. Uh, meaning that, uh, wow, just bright, talented, driven, uh, and um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, just feeling really good about the young people today and uh, all of the exciting talent uh, that the uh, youngsters have. Uh, and it just makes me smile to see all of the new ideas and concepts. Uh, and um, it just makes me feel good knowing that uh, regardless of what you see in the media, you know, hackers breaking into stuff and, and whatnot, you know, uh, real hackers are people who uh, enjoy the curiosity of learning things and discovering new things, and that, and to you know, that's that's what a true hacker is. And boy, uh, it, it sure it sure is nice and refreshing uh, interacting with the the younger hackers these these days. And so um, that's a really good thing. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, you know, we've got the, we've got conference after conference coming up and for me this year it's going to culminate uh in berlin at the ccc uh that always goes down uh after christmas uh the 26th or the 27th through the 30th in berlin so check that out ccc.de if that's your thing uh it's the chaos congress it happens every year at the bottom of the year Oh my goodness! It's uh, it's still summertime here in Chicago. Normally, oh my goodness, the um, the weather is uh, amazingly warm and delightful uh, here here in the Windy City. Um, and summertime continues to crank away, and it's uh, it's good it's good to uh, enjoy enjoy the weather and, and you know with that said in other parts of the country of course there uh there continues to be the uh, you know heat waves and fires and uh the you know just um currently actually right now in um the western part of florida uh the the coastal areas of mississippi Louisiana, Alabama, and so forth, uh, they have uh, actually been getting a, a lot of uh, rain, uh, I believe, yesterday within 
a 12-hour period, they got 17 inches of rain. So things are things are a little sketchy down there in the south. Uh, a lot of things are underwater. Uh, and so uh, if you are down in the south or plan on traveling down that way, uh, yeah, please exercise a little caution. Give yourself a little room to accommodate the uh, weather down there. Uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, we are, God, we are, uh, getting close to electing a new president here in the United States. And, uh, with that, uh, the anticipation continues to mount. Uh, and if you've listened to previous shows, you know that, uh, I've, I've spoken many times on the fact that I, I do not choose or wish to discuss politics but uh you know and and i'm going to keep keep up with that but i I wanted to mention that we do have the presidential elections coming up uh and do get out there and vote uh if the if the candidate if there's a candidate that you don't wish to vote for or whatever uh you know there's always that other box that you can tick and write someone's name in now i know that may seem a little you know weird or you know maybe not worth it but you know that's that's the freedom of democracy and that's that you that is absolutely your right to to vote for whoever you wish to and so um it's it's going to be an exciting um election cycle coming up and and uh hmm that that's pretty much all i'm gonna say on that uh there there are a lot of uh technology issues coming along um with the election uh cycle uh that's just around the corner uh as well um and you know as as technology or as as we continue to progress uh with technology and as the years tick by uh there there are going you know technology and politics are always going to uh continue to uh intertwine uh and so it's going to it's going to uh, just continue uh, getting more, you know, to become more serious as uh, time goes on, uh, you know. So you have, you know, this group of people and that group of people. And so one of the things, though, all right, let's let's get past that. But one of the things uh, that we are uh, experiencing here uh, in the world of today, uh, there's a... Um, there is a disease, a disease out there called Zika, uh, and it's basically a mosquito-borne disease, uh, and it's uh, it causes all sorts of uh, uh, awful uh, Ill- illnesses related. Uh, and so, uh, Congress, uh, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Congress is on res at this point and we really need Congress to uh, pull together and get uh, get together and work in uh, getting some funding set uh, f- to battle and contain 
and come come forward with some medicine to assist in uh, this this uh, this disease. While Zika isn't new, and of course I'm not a doctor, uh, I'm, I'm certainly no uh, pharmacologist or anything like that. But uh, from my understanding, it's been around uh, for you know quite a number of years, but it's always been uh, contained of sorts. But you know now with the uh, with the globe with uh, global travel, everyone going from point A to point B around the world, uh, these these sort of things spread rather quickly. So uh, please um, get in touch with your local Congress uh, person or your local your representative at Congress. Uh, you know, just leave them a voicemail and say, hey, you know, can you guys get to work on this uh, Zika issue? Uh, because it, it has arrived in the United States, uh, to, currently in South Florida, uh, Miami is battling uh, it. They're spraying for mosquitoes everywhere. But uh, the thing that I can encourage you is to, uh, and, and please, by all means, uh, get in touch with your congressperson and uh, urge them to uh, come together and uh, work together and let's get this Zika thing straightened out. Uh, with the elections coming up, uh, you know it's there. There are there are all kinds of um, technology cycles happening within the elections uh, themselves. Uh, and one of the one of those issues uh, basically is um, most recently. Uh, a, um, a hacker posted cell phone numbers and personal information of uh, over 200 or almost 200 current and former congressional Democrats. Uh, and it, it, it's a lot of sensitive information uh, pertaining to, um, you know, that section of government. And, and so... Um, that that's yeah i don't know I, i'm not really really sure what the agenda is of course it you know obviously it's political uh and um it, it's it's uh really not cool but whatever it's it's happened and um you know it's just going to get worse i suppose uh as the election continues to uh draw near but again you know we have the elections coming up uh, and, you know, that's going to happen one way or the other. But the thing that, that concerns me, of course, is the Zika issue. And, uh, again, I, I won't mention it no more, but please get in touch with your Congress uh, or your representative in Congress and, uh, you know, leave them a voicemail or send them an email and uh, ask for their assistance in uh, helping uh, get on top of this uh, Zika thing. Uh, so let's, let's, there's, there's a lot of things going on. The Olympics are underway, uh, down in Brazil and we are, um, we, we are dealing with that, of course, with the, the Zika outbreak down there. So, uh, the United States, I believe is, uh, in the lead with a lot of gold medals and the Russian team, uh, of course, is the Russian team has been handicapped uh, lately with one of their many scandals uh, that seem to envelope uh, the Russian team. Uh, but one thing that stuck out today 
was uh, I was I was just kind of briefing through the uh, latest events at the Olympics, and uh, there was a, uh, a diving competition, and one of the one of the uh, women on the Russian team uh, she belly flopped into the water and it got a zero, uh, and it was it was you know it was just awful to see. But um, I, I'm really not sure what is going on with the Russian team. But uh, hopefully it'll get better for, for them uh, for the next round of Olympics uh, coming in four years. But uh, so far, uh, a, lot of, a lot of great uh, things going on at the Olympics. I really like the Olympics uh, just because there are a lot of different, uh, there are a variety of uh, different sporting events uh, going on. And uh, that's always exciting to see. Uh you know, and you know, it's not too many people, I suppose. Um, I don't know. Let's leave that alone. So uh, the Olympics are going on. The Zika virus is happening. We are uh, about to elect a new president. Let's see. Summertime is going on. There are a lot. <laughs> there have been a lot of uh, uh, great uh, IT set conferences and just plain straight up old school hacker uh, gatherings. Uh, let me take a deep collective breath. So with that said, let's get on with the news. Uh, in the news, uh, thousands of patient files have been uh, discovered to have been uh, breached. Uh, with that, thousands of North and South Carolina patients uh, have or appear to have been um, had their data breached. Um, with yet another hospital health care uh, provider. Uh, let's see, a spokeswoman, a spokeswoman for Bon Secours Healthcare System say, says a vendor hired by the hospital mistakenly caused patients' personal information to become easily accessible. Uh, it happened as RC Healthcare Management was updating its computer network uh, in April, the information contained names of more than 650,000 patients, including social security numbers, names, addresses, uh, the names of their health care providers. Uh, and uh, a, a scary twist to that would be their banking information. And more than 100,000 uh, of these patients uh are already experiencing issues uh, with their personal information being um, breached. Uh, supposedly, no medical information was included with the, the uh, data that was compromised. Uh, and of course, uh, it, the spokeswoman uh, also indicates that the uh, information was, uh, at this point, has not been used for any misconduct. Uh, the Bon Secours Healthcare System has agreed to foot the bill for free credit monitor, free credit monitoring for patients after the breach. Uh, again, you know, here we go uh, with another hospital, uh, another nonprofit organization that has had their data stolen. Uh, there seems to have been no encryption happening. Uh, anywhere in the D, in the uh, 
chain of storage uh, with this particular healthcare provider. And again, I'm not privy to the actual technical uh, perfections of their network, but uh, it, it just sort of uh, screams uh, what's been going on uh, with with that particular healthcare provider. Uh, and it, and as more things become uh, connected and more uh, information goes online, this is just going to become more and more common. Uh, and I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that so far this year, there have been close to 14 million patients uh, or patient records, including names, addresses, social security numbers, um, banking information, uh, you know, the whole nine yards uh, has been leaked, breached, compromised, posted, and uh, it, it, it continues. Wow, that was a mouthful. So, um, you know, I it, it's it's out there in the open. If you go, if you go to uh, some really good free and open uh, resources on the on the web. You will see uh, these sort of um, attacks happening in real time, or the the attack vectors coming up on uh, on many um, global initiatives to where you're able to monitor that stuff. Uh, and that's that's basically how uh, how I'm able to monitor the this sort of information and pass it along to um, our listeners and also uh, pass it along on my Twitter feed as well. Uh, it's quite easy to do. I mean, heck, you can do it with a command prompt. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's, it's really hard to understand or gauge whether or not your healthcare provider is encrypting your information and it should be, they should be, you know, that's, you know, you have HIPAA compliance and standards and whatnot. And, so, um, you know, it, 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 it could boil down to someone losing their mobile device at this point uh, with the amount of storage capacity that uh, even mobile phones and tablets are able to collectively uh, hold, host, and um, maintain. So, you know, the days of uh, having, having big, gigantic servers in a, in a um, static box in the middle of your IT department, those days are uh, slowly starting to fade as more and more of uh, records and data become part of the uh, cloud infrastructure. Uh, and so with that, you know, there, there are um, those opportunities for criminals to gain access to, um, unfortunately, gain access to our records in that regard. Uh, you know, I was watching, uh, or, you know, I'm, you know, I go ahead and laugh, but I enjoy uh, PBS and there is a show on, on PBS. You can uh, go to PBS.org. Uh, so I was watching uh, a show on PBS.org's uh, sites earlier today uh, and it's called Murder Week. And, um, you know, it's it's all about cars and they review cars and they, they sort of give you, uh, you know, an idea of what to uh, expect when you purchase a car or whatever. But uh, I, I have always enjoyed that show, and it's been around 
for about 35 years now. Uh, and uh, watching the show uh, sort of um, brought me back to when I was a teenager and I would tune in to Murder Week and uh, would watch uh, Pat Goss sit there and do the reviews. And so uh, check it check it out. If, if you kind of like cars or whatever, um, it, it's kind of a cool little... It's it, it's a twenty minute show on PBS, uh, and they they review cars, the latest cars. Uh, they do long term tests, and um, they have little segments within the show uh, on how to maintain your car. And uh, to me, I've always enjoyed the show. Show, but uh, check it out. It's uh, it's always fascinating to watch um, that show. For some reason, I've been fascinated with it, but whatever. Uh, and speaking of cars, uh, more bad news for Volkswagen. Uh, if you uh, if you are not aware, earlier, or last year rather, uh, Volkswagen, it was discovered that Volkswagen uh, had manipulated uh, their computer systems in uh, many hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of cars to basically defeat um, anti-pollution laws and mechanisms uh, in the United States and abroad, rather. Uh, and so basically, they, they, they were basically busted red hand, you know, with software that could tell that... Uh, so here's how it went down. Basically, uh, if you owned a Volkswagen and you took it to the emissions um, place at many in many states you have emissions um, testing to determine whether or not your car is polluting uh, more than it should be and so uh, Volkswagen or someone at Volkswagen decided to come up with uh, an idea of when the car is in a service diagnostic mode that the output from the car itself would show that it's actually producing cleaner air than what it was actually producing. And so um, Volkswagen was actually caught red-handed with that scenario going down and uh, they were fined millions of dollars. They have this buyback program going on to, uh, and it was just a huge mess. Uh, criminal if I'm not mistaken and um, so the bad news unfortunately continues for Volkswagen uh, and and Audi um, and the revelations of course uh, that millions of cars sold by Volkswagen since 1995 can be unlocked uh, using a uh, $30 homemade a gadget to fool the key fobs. Uh, apparently, the hack is effective on various models uh, Volkswagens, Audis, Skodas, uh, and seat brands. Um, basically, uh, hackers can potentially crack the key locks and fobs and enter the cars. Uh, Volkswagen, of course, made it clear that starting the car's engine using the method was not possible uh, 
but newer Volkswagens, including the Golf uh, and many other models, the Passat, uh, claim to have been not effective, uh, affected rather. But uh, security flaws were published uh, in an academic paper written by the researchers at uh, University of Birmingham and the German security firm Casper uh, and Oswald. Uh, researchers were able to reverse engineer the module, modules and the keyless entry systems and discovered a number of the master cryptography keys uh, in the process. Casper and Oswald's uh, said that the Casper and Oswald, the uh, research security firm, said that uh, basically they were shocked with the amount of information and, and the ease into which uh, they were able to get uh, the data uh, from the fobs. Uh, they also go on to say that millions of the keys using the same secret secret cryptography function uh, basically boils down to uh, one gigantic catastrophe. Uh, immediately, uh, they, they contacted uh, the automobile firm and um, met with them and told them of the uh, impending issue. Uh, and again, it comes at a bad time for a Volkswagen uh, where they're still trying to repair their reputation uh, after they were fined uh, you know, billions of dollars um, with their uh, false emission data um, testing scandal thing. Uh, but owners of other car brands um, also are... Uh, are, are you know they're, they're, they shouldn't sit there and go you know oh well I don't own a, own a Volkswagen you know I'm in good shape well that's not necessarily the case because um, there's many more um, brands out there that are just uh, ripe for the picking so um, yeah it is what it is I guess and um, if you you know if, if you own a Volkswagen I'm really not sure what to say other than uh, good luck. Uh, in other news, uh, hackers broke into an Iranian ISP uh, and uh, they said that basically the, um, the break-in was due uh, was uh, trying to grab uh, some registered voters or users uh, from a company called uh, Daba and basically this company provides dial-up uh, DSL VoIP serv services uh, in Iran and um, basically that the hacker who broke into uh, the Iranian systems uh, took to Twitter actually uh, to share the files and, um, you know, brag about, uh, the, the hack, uh, basically he or she, uh, has claimed to, uh, breached over 50,000 credentials. Um, but again, it there, there's, there's always that chance that the, the number could be higher. So, um. You know, not even ISPs, no matter if they're in the United States or in Iran, uh, you know, they, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're suffering the same sort of um, 
detriment, you know, it, it just doesn't boil down to key fobs or a political uh, party. You know, it, it's happening to everybody. So what can you expect from a data breach if you are uh, a person that owns a company? Um, if you own a company uh, or, or a small company, even a small company, uh, you're looking at... Um, over six million dollars to fix that problem um according uh, according to uh some people over at the uh at ibm and the poneman institute uh the cost of a data breach uh in 2016 uh amounts to around six million dollars on average uh and there are, you know, when 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 a data breach happens, um, you know, there's just more to it than just finding an infected uh, terminal and restoring it. Uh, there's there's much more, uh, much much more. And so at this point, the average is about six million bucks for a company to come up with and re find, fix, repair, and prevent uh, a breach in the future. So, you know, the, you know malicious and criminal activity uh, is the leading cause of these data breaches for large companies. And um, most of the time, it takes time to detect and contain uh, a data breach. And it's, a, it's pretty much a sharp contrast uh, to, you know, 100 days on average for uh, data breaches to become fully under control. Uh, so that's, that's uh, it, it's not good news for anyone who owns a company, but one of the most uh, significant financial impacts for organizations that have suffered a data breach is the loss of business suffered by the breach uh, itself. So uh, it, it can, you know, it will ultimately turn into um, bad uh, uh, customer turnover, increased customer turnover, acquisitions, activities, reputations, um, you know, uh, diminished, diminished reputations, goodwill, and so forth. And so, um, you know, it, it not only does it, you know, run in the millions of dollars now you know you're looking at an additional uh one to three million dollars uh in lost business as well so uh pre you know preventative measures of course uh play into that um that area so what what, what can you do to prevent stuff like that well uh you know there's there's a lot of things that you can do to prevent it uh but you know if it as the old adage says, you know, if, if the only safe computer is a computer that's not connected to the internet, uh, and so it's 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 really a game of cat and mouse with the criminal mindset uh, uh, in organized crime and uh, the the you know hackers that work for organized crime uh, and. Re and receive compensation to breach these sort of institutions and organizations, uh, not really knowing uh, the significant amount of damage uh, 
that's being caused. And so uh, one of one of uh, one of our listeners reached out to us uh, this past week. Uh, actually, reached out to me on Twitter, and uh, he was like, "Hey, Gummo, uh, what are some of the tools that um, hackers use to, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, carry out these sort of attacks?" Well, and I, you know, I told him, I said, "You know, well, I'll, I'll mention a few of these tools, but these are also the tools that." Uh, legitimate organizations and security researchers and, uh, you know, just regular uh, IT administrators will use to check their systems to ensure that they are not vulnerable or susceptible to uh, a potential data breach or um, a loss of um, information uh, in that regard. And so there there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of tool sets that you can, uh, use out there. There's, there's, um, there's one, re- there's, there's actually a few resources that you can check. Uh, and th- one resource in particular, it, it may seem kind of lame. I don't know, you know, take away from it what you want, but, uh, it's a, it's, it's a website and, and, uh, basically it, kind of gives you an overall graph of what's going on in an instant. And now, to my understanding, this website has been uh, online since, oh my goodness, since at least 2005, and they're st- they are still kicking it today. Uh, go to um, Security Wizardry, S- let's see, S-E-C-U-R-I-T-Y-W-I-Z-A- R D R Y Security Wizardry.com forward slash radar dot htm. And basically it's the um, it's the radar page. It's uh, the Security Wizardry Cyber Threat Intelligence uh, page. And what you will see here it's is a, a nice one page uh, it, it looks like something from a Hollywood movie. It really does, but uh, it actually provides uh, the user with some uh, very useful information, uh, such as um, you know uh, the latest exploits, the latest tool sets, uh, and so on. And um, you know, on the left-hand side of the website, you have details of the latest uh, security threats uh, and then you have security news uh, and then on the right side of the page you have um, tool versions and some of these tools uh, are what hackers use criminal hackers use as well as legitimate hackers white hats gray hats and security researchers uh, to test uh, systems and infrastructure. And uh, so uh, to that listener out there who wanted to know about some of these tools, uh, go to this website and check it out. Uh, On the right-hand lower portion of the page, uh, it will say latest tool versions. And so those tools in that that one particular pane, uh, such as Kane and Abel, Kali Linux, Metasploit, Nessus, Nmap, Snort, and Wireshark. 
uh, are all useful tools and they um, they are what the hackers use they are what uh, they are basically the de facto standard and uh, getting yourself uh, either acquainted with uh, hacking whether or not you are a new hacker and you want to know what tools to begin with well those are those are some of the tools uh, and, and those are some of the mainstream tools uh, that after all of these years continue to be robust and powerful and uh, quite useful and effective for researchers and you know unfortunately the criminals as well uh, so where is that at again that that is at securitywizardry.com if you want just um, go to a search engine and type in internet radar and you will see the link for securitywizardry.com there and uh, the page is really a great resource if you are uh, a new hacker or even an old school hacker and you want to check out some stuff like uh, like that uh, not to and another tool to use uh, along with a resource such as securitywizardry.com is um, you know basically when you get your hands on some malware or some or a virus or or a worm or something like that well you need a tool to understand what it is and what you are looking at and so uh, another great resource that you can uh, start off with uh, is is uh, onlinedisassembler.com and basically when you get a piece of malware or a piece of uh, crimeware and you are researching that and you want to see how it works and see what makes it function and how it ticks and so on and so forth well you need to disassemble the code to see what it does and understand how it was built and so on and so forth and so that's a great resource to use and check out and and utilize as well and so that's how a lot of um, a lot of the the new weaponized uh, system a lot of new systems and software are discovered and researched is with a disassembler so uh, again that's at uh, online disassembler.com forward slash uh, O-D-A-W-E-B and uh, you'll find the online disassembler uh, right there as well uh, and it and you really want to try to get into uh, um, understanding what code does when you get it so uh, those are two fantastic resources and uh, a lot of great uh, tools that you can use and again that's what the pros use uh, and uh, if that's that's what you want to check out check it you know check it out uh, Kali Linux is is a uh, you know a lot of people have their own flavor and, and swear by their own version of uh, their their testing tool sets um, and so um, you know it's basically flavor of the month you know like um, you know, you know it's, it's really it's really hard to you know pin down you know okay this is the tool set or tool that uh, 
you want to uh, stick with and use. But um, again, one of the the standards or de facto standards uh, or tools that are in uh, many hackers uh, arsenals uh, and researchers arsenals for that matter is a tool. Uh, it's an operating system. It's called uh, Kali Linux. And um, it's basically a pen testing version of um, Linux. And so check that out. Uh, you can you can get all of the information that you need uh, at Kali.org. K-A-L-I dot O-R-G. And, uh, you know, there's other flavors. There's other distributions, branches, forks, builds, and so on and so forth. Uh, find find one that uh, suits you the best and to where you're able to uh, learn at your own pace. How's that? <laughs> uh, you know, and w- we are actually closing out of time here, so we've, we still have to get to the mailbag. We're going to try to. But one of the things that uh, still are in use these this day and age are the floppy disks. And one of the things... Uh, I ran across an article uh, on the BBC.co.uk's uh, website. Uh, and basically, uh, it was it was an article uh, from May of this year. It was about the legacy of the floppy disk. Uh, and uh, to me, it was a great little bit of reading. And of course, I'd like to share that with you uh, as well. So go to uh, bbc.com forward slash news forward slash technology hyphen three six three eight nine seven one one and uh check that out it's it's a cool little um write-up about the legacy of the floppy disk and um i don't know i I found it uh quite uh quite it took me took me down uh, the memory lane of course uh so let's let's see we've we're running out of time Oh, crash? What? What? What, sh- what are we gonna do? Okay. All right. So we're gonna cut the news off uh, for for now, and we're going to uh, reach into the mailbag. Uh, and and again, if you want to email me, uh, and I and I actually encourage you to. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, and, and you know, we we do definitely try to. Uh, get everything uh, that our listeners would like to hear on t- on the show. So if you have a, a, a suggestion that you would like uh, for the show, please throw it uh, throw it our way and we'll see what we can do uh, to get get that idea off the ground. You know again, some some ideas we just cannot do. Uh, and so just you know remember that. Um, Uh, there, there are uh, one more tool actually that I wanted to um, speak about uh, was uh, stenography. Um, stenography is basically uh, it's uh, it's basically you are hiding a file inside of a file. Uh, and really quick, you can. I wish I had time to talk about it on on the show tonight, but. Uh, a stenography software tool allows a user to embed hidden data inside of a carrier file. 
such as an image or a video or even an mp3 <laughs> wink wink um go to go to wikipedia and search for stenography tools and you can do some reading on stenography there and then once you become familiar with uh, stenography tools and the concept of stenography uh, then you can check out uh, some cool software uh, and uh, you know there there are many flavors of stenography software I actually use I'm not saying what I use but I use an old stenography uh, a piece of old stenography software from uh, 1999 and uh, and it's still very effective but uh, there's cool stenography software out there uh, such as Zio and you can find um, if, if you want to play with that just uh, search for XIAO stenography and then um, I believe there's a copy floating around out there on CNET. Be sure to check the MD5 checksum of the software that you download and make sure that you're not downloading any viruses or Trojans uh, because that would be a bad thing, yeah? So, uh, all right, so let's reach into the mailbag because as always, we are running out of time and we never have enough time to um, <laughs> get through everything on the show. We actually have four minutes. Uh, so basically, uh, reaching into, let's see, reaching into the mailbag here, um, let's see, uh, Ghost Scripter ha asks, uh, Gummo, how long has, uh, Transmit been online? Well, we've been online, uh, about a year now, and if you listen to the beginning of the show, uh, you will find out uh, we've been online a year and we, uh, we, we will continue to be online for many more years. Uh, let's see. We have another email by uh, Name Hidden uh, and he or she wants to know who Madara is and what the annual letter is on the hacker's website. Uh, well, Madara is one of the um, founders of the uh, Hackers website. Uh, he's a he's actually a retired um, Bell South uh, computer programmer, uh, and uh, he he actually um, came up with the idea for me to do transmit. And so, uh, Madara is an elderly gentleman. Uh, who is basically an old school uh, hacker from the 70s, 60s and 70s. Uh, and back then, uh, hackers that hung out in uh, the labs like that, they were called priests. So um, Madara is, a, is, is an old hippie hacker from the 70s, uh, and he writes a letter every year for the website, basically, um, he writes a letter and uh, puts his thoughts together, and and uh, we put it on the website. Uh, let's see, Gummo, should you uh, you should do a live video stream? Uh, you know, no. How's that? I don't want to do a live video stream because then you know, then I have to, then I have to brush my hair. 
And I just don't want to do that. Uh, let's see. Gummo, what is the best in secure... What is the most... What? What is the best and most secure operating system? Well, there, you know, there's plenty of operating systems out there that will give you an enjoyable experience. And, um, you know, you can, you can use anything from a hardened version of Plan 9 to uh, a, a real light, um, solid uh, version of Linux. Uh, it's, there's not one particular version of anything that's going to sit on top of the, of the mountain and be the end-all, say-all uh, cool thing to use. Uh, it basically depends on your needs and, and what you feel as though will serve you the best. So check that out. But Plan 9 is a pretty good operating system. And uh, let's see, we have time for one more. Let's see. Uh, Gummo, what, when will you guys stream your stuff in r real time? Stuff? Show. show. When will you, Gummo, when will you stream the show uh, live? Well, we do that. We do that every night or every Sunday night at uh, 8 o'clock Central Time. You have to go to hackers.xxx and go to the show page and you'll see uh, the transmit link lit up. It will be flashing red. Just click that and it'll, uh, you can jump in on the live stream. Uh, it, and now I wanted to add to that. We, we actually have plans to actually get a 24-hour stream running constantly with old shows and uh, some new uh, fudgy kind of cool things that we have planned. So in addition to uh, us streaming live every Sunday night at 8 p.m., we also have plans to stream 24 hours a day, seven days a week with older content and new content. And um, we, we will definitely keep everybody uh, up to date on how that's going. But, you know, again, you know, we want to think that through. Uh, but so far, uh, I'm thinking that we're just going, once we kick it off, we'll just take all of the old uh, transmit shows as they become available and drop them into the 24-hour uh, live stream. So we'll see how that works out. But if you have any suggestions, please let, let me know, let us know. And you could uh, email me at gummo, G-U-M-M-O, at hackers.xxx. You can also reach out to me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash gummo, XXX. Uh, we are on the Internet Archives. We're on iTunes. We're kind of everywhere at this point. Uh, we're not all over the place, but we are certainly in a few places. And we uh, certainly have appreciated uh, your comments and feedback uh, on the shows. Uh I don't know if we have time for anything else, but I'm going to see if I can squeeze it in here. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a cool, it's not a gadget, but uh, it's actually a full-blown PC. Uh, it's a touch panel uh, computer, and, and we are running out of time. But uh, go to um, Newark, uh, Newark Element 14's website, N-E-W-A-R-K.com, and search for the Advantech C. TPC 1570 slash 160 G slash it's the Avantech C TPC 1570 160 G XP touch panel computer. 
Uh, and that's that's all the time we have. But check that out, and that's a that's a really cool uh, computer. Uh, again, folks, thank you for tuning into the show. We really appreciate it, uh, and uh, we will be here for another year and many more years to come. I am Gummo, your host. Crash is on the board. Everybody's here. <laughs> Everybody's smiling. Uh, and thank you again for uh, tuning in and making uh, just helping us grow. That's that's what we're here to do. And uh, we promise there's there's not going to be any ads or commercials. I guarantee you. Uh, thank you again for listening in. Uh, please take care of yourself. Use your skills for something positive. Uh, and get out there and feel the wind on your face. Feel the sun on your face. Uh, and get out there and explore nature a little bit before it's too late. And you're stuck inside uh, for the winter. Shoveling snow and slipping on ice. Uh, thank you again, everybody. Uh, and we will see you back here next week for show number 41 of transmit and um thank you again oh uh thank you uh, thank thank you to apple and stone uh check those guys out appleandstone.com for the great uh support and all of the uh great music that they uh provide for the show and uh again let us know if you have any uh comments questions uh concerns or if even if you just want to say hey we we are here and we're not going anywhere until then folks we will see you next week take care of yourself and give somebody a hug. See ya.